What's up? What is up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need film critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews, and you are witnessing a very, very special episode. This week, we are going to be talking about Project Power, the Netflix original film. It's rated R, so that's what this week's podcast is actually also going to be rated since uh, two weeks ago. We kind of messed up a little bit. <laughs> um, I think last week... When you weren't here, David, uh, we actually managed to keep it PG-13, though, for the entire episode. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's usually Matt's fault if it's anyone's. It was 100% Matt's fault. <laughs> it was 100% Matt's fault. So uh, Project Power is actually uh, directed by Henry Jost and Ariel Schulman. We're going to go with that. And it's written by Madsen Tomlin. So, And actually also in this movie is Jam uh, Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Dominique Fishback, and Rodrigo Santoro. So pretty stacked little lineup there in the beginning and uh, outside of that so i said it was a special episode but i didn't say why the reason it's so special is because it is missing two very significant people that are normally on this podcast that aren't this week matt verlack and chris house are not here now i do have the usual david troutman he's here but believe it or not mr kyle gazak is back what's going on kyle Back by unpopular demand. What's up? <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's right. It's rare we have an actor up in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what makes it extra special is the regularly mentioned, highly praised listener of ours, Mr. Chris Talent, is actually here today. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> he made it. Yeah, we got Chris on here, too. So because we, uh, we managed to get rid of... Um, <clears throat> Matt and our other Chris for a whole week. Matt's uh, bought himself a new house, and Chris is uh, hanging out a street down from Epstein's Island. So, uh... <laughs> sorry, Chris, a little bit of shade there. He's he's in the Virgin Islands. So, uh... <laughs> I was gonna make a joke there that I'm not gonna make. Um, so. <laughs> Outside of that, if you do not know, we are your punk rock, anti-rotten tomatoes, every man and woman's counterculture perspective on film. Here to cut through and analyze the out-of-touch and pretentious viewpoint of many modern critics who have been known to tank movies that general audiences love and vice versa, love things that the rest of us hate. So, guys, how are we doing this week? Great. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you, man. Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Ready to get into it. I know, yeah. It's been it's been quite a few weeks since you were on here. It's been a few months. <laughs> it has been. It was like early <clears throat> COVID when you were mm -hmm. on here. Yep. Or I guess early-ish. Yep. So, yeah, it's been a minute. So I'm excited. But I told the guys it's a little bit of a bummer. They, uh, they landed on a week where there is not a whole lot of news happening in the world. So I had to get really a little... Uh, I had to dig a bit with some of my, my picking a news story. So I'm hoping maybe I hit two that... Well, I know... Maybe one that y'all might not have heard of, but you probably have. So, first off, I did not realize <clears throat> that, and Kyle probably already knows this because he's usually right up there with knowing everything that's going on. Uh, <laughs> so, did you guys realize that Netflix is making an Avatar The Last Airbender live action? Is it is it a film or is it a series? Have you have you heard of I want to say it's a series. I've been trying to find out as well, and <clears throat> I... I see them reference it as obviously it's based off of an animated series, as we know, but I'm not sure if it's a show or a, or a movie that this is going to be. But I'm, I swear <clears throat> I read somewhere that it was a series. Yeah, I, I'm I'm searching this article here, and I'm still not 100% sure. Um, 
But if you're not familiar with the Avatar, The Last Airbender, it's kind of, I mean, it's, Harold is one of the greatest animated or in anime shows in the past, I don't know how long. Uh, and outside of that, uh, it's basically <laughs> the other thing that it's known for is, is the movie that tanked M. Night Shyamalan. Which was uh, a good movie. You look, what? Really? You, I liked it. You like it? What? I liked it. You are, I will watch it right now. Really? Yes. You might be the only human being in my life right. that I've ever it heard of. All right. Hey, man. That, we need that. I love it. I'll watch it. You do too? But here's the thing that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was important. <laughs> Very good. We needed to make Chris feel really good for like a millisecond. <laughs> I felt it in my heart. <laughs> That's what I'm that. here for. That was fantastic. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that one, it, it did not go over well. It literally tanked Shyamalan's career for like, what, 10 years, 15 years. I will give it a genuine compliment. Whoever VFX House handled, you know, the effects after they did great with the actual bending of elements right. on mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. That and I great. think that's why I liked it because yeah. I also watched Dragon Ball Evolution and oh, I wanted to slip my wrist. Of such so, things. I actually think I like Dragon Ball Evolution oh, more than I like my leave right leave. now. <laughs> I'm about to leave right now. <laughs> mm. Oh, it might just be because I like what is it, Justin Chatwin? I love Justin Chatwin. I, I, I mean, really, did you see Piccolo? Oh, that was an embarrassment. Jamie Chung. It, they have, yeah. uh, wasn't oh, it uh, Master Center? What? No, not Master Center. What's his name? The guy, uh, the guy sure. that played Piccolo. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, From what? Angel. He was yeah mm-hmm. in Smallville, right? Yeah. As well, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name though. He played Brainiac in yeah. Smallville. I think his name's like Master Center, Master something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah. So, anyways, what I was getting at was apparently Netflix is making a show or a movie, mm-hmm. something along those lines. I did not realize this, but. Apparently this week it was just announced that the original creators are not on it anymore. Yep. So I you saw, saw that? that. Yeah, I saw that they dropped out. Yeah, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that? It it to me doesn't seem good for the show. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a pretty big hit. If, yeah, I mean because the uh, the season the animated season just dropped and it it had a ton of uh, good reviews. So. Yeah, because it hadn't been on streaming. Right, really, like anywhere. So everybody was excited. That right, I'm done. personally watching it right really? now. Yep. I want to watch I'm it with my kids. Making my son watch it, and he hates it. Oh, really? It glorifies me being able to watch it with my <laughs> wife. Oh, Declan <laughs> likes this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's usually what. Yeah, I, I hear you. That I'm. Uh, I'm curious what's going to shake out of this. Usually, original creators leaving a project is not good. Right, but I feel like Netflix is going to be extra careful just because of the reception of the movie. So. Hopefully, because obviously it got the routine creative differences. Mm -hmm. We left due to creative differences. And you never usually know what creative differences are unless the thing comes out and it's either a mega success or the opposite. And then people probably will start talking. So we might not know until after this thing comes out. But I thought it was pretty interesting. But it it worried me a bit because due to the turbulent stuff from the movie, it's like Mm -hmm. that, like that property cannot take another hit like it did no. with mm-hmm. that like it won't and if it is a series and we're not just getting a movie which i'm pretty sure it is a series then like it's it, it already doesn't bode well for a season two and so yeah that won't be great which i didn't see did either of you guys see the sequel series um legend of cora legend of cora that was about the female airbender or i don't know if she's i haven't whatever seen bender once through yeah <clears throat> really was, it was it good, good. I personally don't think it's as good as the original, but it's it's like right up there. Okay. Yeah. See, it just me, popped personally. up on my recommended to watch. Oh, really? So, 
yeah, I, I don't know enough about it. I never saw it, but it's more a lot more recent than that. But anyway, so I figured I'd bring that up. It's not really a huge story. Like I said, we're kind of weirdly light on stuff this week as far as news goes. So the other thing is, and I actually, it was like the day that it happened. Um, we talked about it last week on the podcast, which I have already announced is released, but it's not. So there's that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so me and David have got to hurry up and chug that thing out. Um, but last week we discussed, and you'll have probably heard about well, you will have heard about the time this releases, but uh, I've totally forgotten what I was talking about, which is uh, fantastic. So I'm trying to think of what we talked about last week that I was going to talk about. Oh, uh, the movie theater is opening back up. Yep. We talked about that AMC. a bit because, yes, there's an official date and it's literally like next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, which is fantastic. The problem is that so i got an email and it was like guess what we have great news movie theaters are opening back up like movie theater near you you can go see a movie and i was like sweet and like i clicked on it and it's like click here to see where the movie theaters that are open and i clicked and i'm like scrolling through and then literally get to north carolina and it's just a huge chunk of according to local mandate is all it says or like based on local mandate very limited and yep it won't be open here yeah it we will probably still not have movies opening next week even though because next week or i think it's next week new mutants the new marvel movie is in a week or so is actually going to open when all these theaters open up there's actually a new movie coming out which Mm -hmm. is crazy Mm -hmm. so and i mean i think starting this week or next week or whenever uh the uh tenant is launching in europe europe and possibly somewhere else maybe china or somewhere yeah i think so um End of August, first yeah. few days of September. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, so that's coming out before too long, too. But, I mean, the fact that Disney is letting this movie come out, but we're not going to get to see it. I'm super bummed. Okay. But, so, the other news is, this is an extra bummer, since uh, us in North Carolina, now, anybody that's outside of North Carolina that's listening, and maybe some of the Canadians, because I know we've got several Canadian listeners and different things, but um, maybe some of you guys, your stuff will be open compared to how ours is. But I don't know if they have AMC theaters, actually. I don't know outside of the U.S., but even some other people in the U.S. can. But So the story is that they are doing, it's their 100th, it's AMC's 100th anniversary. Did y'all see that? And I movie did. tickets are going to be 15 like 15 cents. cents. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yep. so you can see 15-cent movies. Yeah, the three people that can get in the theater yeah, for yeah. social distancing. It'll be great. Yeah, exactly. That's what Kyle and I were talking about when we were like hanging out the other day. Is He was like, you know, how are they going to do it? Because you almost have to do it in like at least seats of pairs. Right. Because it's like you're at least going to go to the movie with someone. Yeah. Right. So it's like they've got to at least do it like two open, two closed, two open, two closed, something. The Dolby, the Dolby theaters. Yeah. Like have a pair open every other pair. Yeah. Right. They're, like, they're built for that. Yeah, or may I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. It's going to be. I just don't know how they're going to make their money at fifteen cent when they can't <laughs> literally pack out the yeah. theater. I think they're just trying to make people be like, "Do you remember that you right. used to love doing this?" Like, right. which what? and we talked about it too. Like, Mulan's going to be coming out in theaters too. Uh, Watch snack prices go up. <clears throat> oh yeah, oh yeah, because it's been closed down for so long. Yeah, we're not really going to remember exactly the prices of you know nachos. Right. And we already this... all remember that they were outrageously right. expensive. Right. Even if they just bump it fifty cent uh-huh. or something like that, oh, you know, a little bit here that goes a, a little long bit way. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, honestly, it'll probably more be like, here's a hot dog for fifteen dollars. Right. If you mm-hmm. add relish, it's another seven dollars. Right. So <laughs> relish, <laughs> you know about that relish? <laughs> you, you know about relish, boy? <laughs> put some chili, some mustard, and some ketchup on them dogs, boy. <laughs> Welcome to the South. Yeah. So yeah, those were really honestly the main things. Like I was just super bummed. I was super I was like really excited and I like sent the guys the text and I was like, yo, check it out. They're opening back up. We're ready to rock. And then like I clicked on the thing and I was like, 
Never mind. This I, is terrible. I literally didn't even have to click on the article to know that we were going to be excluded <laughs> yeah, yeah. because of our fearless leader. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that it was just going to be a disaster. I didn't even click on it. Yeah. We're just going to go to Carowinds and then go to South Carolina movie theater. Oh, good, good idea, actually. South right. Carolina will be open. Right. We should all make a trip to South Carolina. South Carolina. We are not right. really close. Only half of the vortex yeah. is running right now. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> half of the yeah, half of the half of the roller coasters are Yeah, we should we should totally go to South Carolina and I'll go see a movie. We should go see New I'm Mutants. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm down. We should do I it. heard Rock Hill is pretty banging. Yeah. Yeah, Rock, Rock Hill's thrill. All right. yes. <laughs> the thrill of the hill. So yeah, yeah. But uh Outside of that, so we can go ahead and move on into what we've been watching lately uh, and do our What's New With You section. So normally, uh, Matt starts this thing out, but if either you guys want to or I can, I don't mind. What do you guys want to do? Either way. Uh, sure. Oh, he's he's passing it over. I'll go first. All right. Talent. All right. So so let's hear it. I want to know what you've been watching. I know a little bit because we've been texting yeah. a little bit. But... I'll text you a couple. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go two different ways here. So what I've been watching and then what my wife and I have been watching. So okay. we have been watching Absentia, or Absentia yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is an Amazon show. It's like Absentia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> David's trying to look it up and can't figure out how to spell it. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm terrible with actors and actresses' names. Yeah. So it's the lady from Castle. Uh, oh, is okay. how I know her. Okay. And that's actually what made us watch this show because my wife is in love with the, with the show Castle, and she would watch it over and over and over again. And I never watched, watched anything else. Phenomenal show. Um, and they they did a great job closing that show out, by the way, which a lot of shows struggle with. But uh, this show here is is a great show. It's uh, it'll it'll suck you right in um, because it starts off very strong. Um, it's about, um, so Emily Byrne, uh, mm-hmm. is, she's an FBI agent and, uh, her husband is also an FBI agent. She gets kidnapped and, and the, the whole premise of season one is trying to find her. Okay. Um, and it's, it's not even necessarily finding her. I don't want to go too much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, the first, the first, um, season is, has a pretty big spoiler. Yeah. Um, but, but it's essentially trying to find her and figure out. Where did she go? Who took her? Okay. Um, it starts off with a court case, and you think the case is closed. Um, and then you know a lot of uh, a lot of cliffhangers at the end of episodes, which keeps you wanting to. I mean, you want to yeah. binge watch it. You want to binge watch the sure. show, which is the kind of show I like. Yeah, it sounds uh, like the killing format, which is what we were talking about. And I've already told her that we're watching that after this. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, it's it sounds kind of similar. So I think you'll totally dig it. Yeah, and we're we're on season three now. Nice. So. Um, I, I don't really pay attention to the reviews, which is why I'm kind of excited to be on this podcast because I don't, <laughs> I don't like reviews. Yeah. Um, because season three reviews honestly weren't that great. Really? Um, at That's least, at least the star chart, you know, yeah. on the top of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm digging season three. We're about, uh, two episodes left. I is think. it pretty recent? Yeah. Season, season three just released. So, okay. uh, season one and two, uh, looks like, um, I don't, I don't know when they came out. 2017. Um, 2017. Okay. Okay. That's um, saying. But yeah, it, it, we're we're really into it, and we hope it keeps going because um, it, it's a great show. So that's what we've been watching together. Uh, nice. And then when I'm at work, yeah. and I can be away from the kids and the wife, yeah, I'm watching The Expanse. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was what you messaged. Yep, about I messaged you on that. Kyle, have so, you watched any of that yet? I've seen season one. That's I was going to say it seems like a Kyle show. Yeah, um, and I enjoy season one. I yeah. have three seasons like, still, or four. Yep, still, I think three left. Yeah, so there should be four total, I believe. Really. Okay, yeah. I know I was super excited when it came out because Thomas Jane was in it, and I'm like, anything mm-hmm. Thomas Jane does, I will watch. <laughs> um, now, and I mean, I don't want to get into like spoiler territory, but I haven't seen him in any marketing, so I don't know what happens with Thomas Jane, but I haven't seen him. So it's like, but I, I do want to see it either way. I've heard really good yep. things about it. It's a great show. So a guy at work, um, 
is actually who told me about yeah. this show because uh, we we talk about movies a lot and shows yeah. at work. Uh, hey, what have you been watching? And uh, he he's been begging me to watch this show. Yeah. Uh, and I I just honestly I forget the last show I watched, so you can tell it wasn't that great. <laughs> um, but I started watching The Expanse about uh, probably a week ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost done with season one. Um, and so he he actually kind of summed it up, and maybe you can give into this since you've seen season one. But he said it's like Star Trek, but the politics of Game of Thrones, um, which is which is really cool. So it's Earth versus Mars versus the the asteroid belt. Um, so those three political parties, essentially, or or kingdoms, if you want to call them that, yeah. are are kind of fighting for the resources, fighting for the air, fighting for the water. Um, oh. But it's a great show, and it's a uh, really good effects, uh, really good um, writing. Uh, the sure acting's pretty darn good. It's um, changed a bit, hasn't it? Be, I'm guessing because. Amazon bought it. Did it move more into like an adult territory when they so, did? So I haven't gotten there yet, but the guy at work that was telling me about this, yeah. he literally said, wait till you get to season three because yeah. that's when they take all the training wheels off and it really gets awesome. That would make sense. Yeah, he mentioned one of the one of the main characters who's uh, an earther. Yeah. Um, like she just completely, like in the beginning of season three, she just starts mm-hmm. dropping F-bombs here and there. <laughs> uh, and you can tell that somebody else has taken over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited to finish this. I watched, nice. in fact... Instead of rewatching the movie we're reviewing today, I watched like three episodes of this today before okay. coming over here. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to check it out. And I know with you, you giving it some praise. And I, I haven't talked to anybody personally that's seen it, but I've seen articles coming out. And it's like, I knew that it had to be good because it was a sci fi original. And then it got canceled and mm-hmm. Amazon picked it up. And it's still doing well, even right. after Amazon picking it up. And I'm like, okay, like, I think this is probably worth seeing. And it looks like we're getting a new season in December. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, th- it seems pretty cool. And actually, I think like recently, a really like fairly popular board game came out based on it. And it's a book super popular book series like mm-hmm. game of thrones is so and kyle you liked season one pretty well right of uh, the expanse yeah. oh yeah okay. like i'm kind of mad at myself because i haven't continued like yeah i don't know why i just kind of got caught up on other shows okay and then i haven't like continued <laughs> yeah it's still sitting on my queue like are you gonna watch season two i'm like yes <laughs> i will i will I'll get there eventually. Yeah, it was one of those things. I watched, like, it was one of those, like, I've been planning on watching all the time, and, like, one time, like, I don't even know, it was probably, like, a year or two ago or whenever, I, I like, put on the first episode, but it was one of those, like, 12 o'clock at night, and I watched, like, half of it, and I was like, I'm going to fall asleep. This is really good, and I feel like I'm going to waste it if I don't, like, I need to watch it when I'm awake. So, anyways, I'm going to check it out, but nice, man. I'm glad glad you're digging that. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. And, well, you're watching two Amazon shows with that. Yeah. Honestly, we've had Amazon forever because my wife's a, a... Prime whore, yeah, and uh, I, I, I we haven't watched anything on it. I hope, she, thank God, she doesn't listen to podcasts. Uh, Watch her; she's gonna listen. Yeah, to this she's one. gonna listen to this one because I'm on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we we haven't watched anything on Amazon, and now I'm sitting yeah. here just binging out, you know, two shows, and we've yeah. actually watched a couple other shows. And on you're about it, so to be watching great. the Boys season two when it yep. comes out. Oh, I love so. the Boys. I watched that in like two days. God, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, Amazon's like, it's like Matt has talked about, I think, on the podcast, where it's like Amazon has a lot of fantastic quali- quality content, but just their layout, their advertising, all that, it's just bad. It's like, not good. It's not, like, they need to get it together as far as the appeal of mm-hmm. looking at what you've got to going on. Well, when I clicked on this show, it takes me to episode one of season three. What? Literally, yeah. that's what it is that doesn't... at the homepage. <laughs> So, it, yeah. and you're like, the okay, I just is saw awful. an image that spoiled, like, right. whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, episode one, you're like, oh, well, I know this guy's still alive yeah. because <laughs> I saw him on episode one of season three. Exactly. Yeah, that stinks. Uh, gotta love it. So, is that everything you've been watching? Yeah. Or? I mean, I watched The Mask today with 
Declan, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've talked about Jim Carrey, you know, when we did yeah, Sonic, yeah. or when you guys did Sonic. Yeah. Uh, that's just classic Jim Carrey, it, it and is, I loved yeah. every single second that's him watching The Mask and Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. She was so. talk about like like a heartthrob. Like, oh my god, I remember being a kid and just being like, like, oh man, this lady, she's the foxiest mm-hmm. person ever. She was like yep. twenty when she did I that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that's a fantastic movie. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty. Kyle, nice, so yeah. what you got, dude? Uh, well, aside from binging season two of Umbrella Academy in like nice. a day, which yeah. was great, you should Same. go watch that. Same. I've, I've been like four in. I come think. on, man. Come on. <laughs> it's one of those me and Sydney oh. shows, and anybody that listens knows if it's a me and Sydney show, I'll finish <clears> it <throat> in a year. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, aside from that, I've been on a mission. Yeah. Which you kind of know oh, about. I do know about um, this mission. Yes. So, Mandalorian season two comes out in October. Mm-hmm. Getting real hyped for that, and I thought, you know what? There's so much talk and so many like aspects and things and Easter eggs and characters that have been in the rumor mill or actually proven as fact that are coming up uh, that I figured I don't want to miss one single thing. So I have just finished doing a rewatch of Clone Wars, the animated series. Yeah, cool. But it was my first time going through the new season, season seven, which was superb. It uh, overlaps Revenge of the Sith, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, I won't spoil that. And now I'm actually on episode four of season two, going through Rebels. Nice, dude. Uh, Star Wars Rebels is so good. So I'm, I haven't watched either one of those. What? And the oh. same guy that got me on the Expanse is probably going to beat me up if I don't watch those really? two shows. Yes. So I'll say this personally: Rebels is hard. I mean, Rebel Rebels is easier to go to as far as watching. Uh, Cl- Cl- Clone Wars is a harder show to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's all this weird stuff. About, it's not in chronological order. It's kind of all over the place. Gotcha. So like that only happens in like one season and oh, it's really? like three or four episodes that are a little jumbled around. Yeah. If you like, it's this weird thing where like, if you look online, everybody will give you like different orders to watch the episodes. Cause they've right, I've in seen order. that. I've yeah. seen that. And I've been trying to do that. Cause there's like a movie to stick in there. Mm-hmm. And like, I was trying to do that a while back when Disney plus came out and I was just like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to yeah. hit play. Yeah. Just hit play. You, yeah. No, it'll be fine. I'll say this. I, I tried to do that and I'm not saying that Clone Wars isn't good. Like I, I was into it fairly well. Rebels is fantastic. I've heard it. I, I, like, I gotta watch it. Yeah, Rebels is so good. Six and seven for Clone Wars is just like creme de la creme. Um, yeah. But so far, everything in Rebels, I'd seen the first season before, and that was a nice refresher. So the four that I've seen uh, so far, um, of the it's all it's all new, and I'm yeah. I'm loving. It. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a uh, good to see your face <laughs> from way yeah, back. And, exactly, because that's uh, the thing. If you're like a Star Wars junkie, or if you're really into Star Wars, mm-hmm. like there's stuff in Rebels that is just really cool. Characters they pull and like the biggest thing is, especially towards the latter seasons, there's stuff that's done that you've never seen in Star Wars before, right? Like, ever, and it's canon. Yeah, and it's canon. Um, well, see, and that's cool. that's kind of why I want to watch it. So I've done a lot of clickbait Facebook things yeah. back in the day, like, oh, who are the you know strongest Jedi, mm-hmm. and and it goes into the people that I've never heard of because yeah. all I've done is watch the movies. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons why I want to watch these because I want to get to know these characters that I've read about but I haven't physically seen. Yeah, yeah. I'm planning on getting through it all. I have. Like, Two and, two and three quarter seasons left if I can beast mode it just in time for Raised by Wolves. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> because that's going to be a day one binge in yeah. a day, hopefully. Have you heard and this, And then Chris? going right into no. the boys the next day. Yeah. this is When is it coming out, Kyle? September 3rd I knew on okay. HBO Max. Yeah, it's an HBO Max See, original. Get it. So you need to hurry up. We were talking it. about this before. You need to just get on it so that you can watch Harley Quinn animated show, which I was talking about last week. Um, which is really good. The Harley Quinn movie's on it for you, Kyle, mm-hmm. which is on there now. Um, 
all that aside, like there's just so much stuff on there. But this Raised by Wolves show is done by I mean, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Okay. From Alien movies, uh, fame. sci-fi. Sci, just all sci-fi oh, fame. Um, but this show, it's got actually the one of the lead actors is the lead actor from Vikings. If you ever watched, no, Vikings. I love Vikings. Yeah, me awesome. too. Um, so he is the main character. So Raised by Wolves is coming up pretty soon. I'm hyped. Kyle and I watched the trailer actually together for the first time. We were both like, what is this show? It was just mind blowing and looked amazing. And I mean, there are tons of great trailers out there, but I was literally blown away. Just, okay. It's just like hyper sci-fi. What what is this? I have to find out. (laughs) Yeah. It it looks wild because it's almost like a end of human civilization, but now human, Humanity is being jump started by a AI from the, what Something we're getting. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there's more nefarious things going on. But it's weird because there's like this almost primitive humanity aspect of like almost like caveman style living. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this hyper sci fi like aspect to it too. It's, okay. it's like Mad Max meets like the most sci fi thing you've ever seen or something. Awesome. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. into that. So yeah, uh, HBO Max is starting to chug out some stuff. I'm actually going to be talking about HBO Max show in a minute. So. The trailers on YouTube if you want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. So anything else besides Clone Wars and and Rebels? Uh, about it. It's about it. Just stuff coming up. Yeah. Sure. Nice. Okay. So I'll move into mine. So normally I usually have around three things. This week I've got two main ones. I, I've continued. If you listen to last week, you heard me talk about the Harley Quinn animated show. I'm like on the very last episode. It's fantastic. I showed these guys a clip <laughs> from it and it is just, it, it's so good. Like watch it. If you're, if you're into animated stuff at all, especially if you're into DC stuff, the DC jokes and like the way that it pokes fun, like the fact that Jim Gordon is just like a worthless drunk and is and like that batman is just the biggest douche ever and actual yeah and like just the depiction of all of these characters is so spot on because it's just it's almost like i guess it's almost kind of all from like the harley quinn perspective Mm -hmm. almost but it's like it's like that like we're gonna give you a look at all of the dc characters from behind closed doors that's what I would kind of describe it as, okay. and it's really good. On top of just like hyper R-rated violence, ridiculous over the top, like um, even like like King Shark's like one of her cronies, but he's actually like non-violent and like <laughs> he's just like he's like I don't want to fight anybody. <laughs> it's Ron Funches who's fantastic, oh, nice. and it's just it's it's good stuff. It's I'd definitely recommend watching it. But so that aside, so aside from Harley Quinn, so the two big things I've been watching. And guys, I'm so excited to talk about this. I I like broke down. I had I saw Matt and Chris actually uh, a couple days ago and told them about it. So I text Kyle actually as well, um, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. So Peacock has launched the new app for NBC, and obviously there's a billion apps out now, which is complicated and a pain. I'll say this: I am officially subscribing to Peacock, even if it's just for a month or whatever brave new world is a new show on there it's based off of the novel brave new world Mm -hmm. um brave new world is kind of heralded in that same literary realm as like 1984 it's very much in that same realm of sci-fi but to where 1984 is like a super dark dystopian view it's almost like you take the polar opposite and that's what brave new world is 
And Brave New World, the whole concept of it is basically like, what if humanity just kept progressing as far as our medical advancements and everything to where humanity, like people are taking pills constantly to keep them at an elevated level of joy and happiness all the time. That aside, they, it's like everybody, like they they don't know what monogamy is. They literally don't know. They don't know what marriage is. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like every... Subscribing to Peacock. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> also, as I said, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts. But she might listen to this one. Yep, yep, yep. You're screwed. So, uh, yeah. My wife hadn't listened in weeks and watched me talk about this. And right. The exact same thing. Done. Yeah, she'll listen. So, um, but, so, yeah, the whole thing is that, like, they literally don't know what monogamy is. Everybody belongs to everybody. I will warn you. This show is clearly, like you said, like NBC is taking the training wheels off, kind of like how with the other show, like this show is a whoredar. Like okay. they are not playing any games. Like I probably saw the largest on screen orgy I've ever seen in my life. So on don't this show. watch it in the break room. So uh, yeah, right. don't watch. You've seen Sense Eight. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen Sense Eight, and this one tops that. So now it, a little less graphic. So um, it's more of like an aerial view kind of situation. Like because the whole thing is, it's like everybody's just like, oh, we're gonna go to this like pleasure club mm-hmm. where everybody is just like happy with everybody. So um, you know, but. That aside, so, like, there's also this group, though, of people who are living what they think that how we lived currently do. And so that's where uh, it, Alden Ehrenreich comes in, uh, who's in this, who was solo. Right. Um, and he is so good in the show. I love him. I love him in everything he's in. He was fantastic in Hail Caesar. He was great in Solo. Like, I will watch this dude in anything he's in. Uh, outside of that, so I think it's uh, Jessica Brown... Um, who's in it as well. And then there's one other actor. Uh, yeah. Harry Lloyd who plays Bernard. Um, so I kept recognizing him, couldn't figure out who he was. And it turns out that he's Daenerys' brother from game of Thrones. Okay. But, um, so the whole thing is that there's a group of, there's like two of the characters basically come off the pills and start to see through, like and are like <laughs> the whole thing is it's wild because these people are getting off the pills they're not seeing things from everyone else's perspective and they're starting to learn about like monogamy and they're starting to learn about just the normal things that would be in our lives and they're like talking about it like it's this forbidden fruit like they're mm-hmm. just like oh my god what if we waited what if we didn't have sex with each other like, what if we don't do that? And they're like, that's just, oh my God, I can't bear to not touch you. Like, it's just, it's the weirdest thing. It's so wild. Like, they're looking at how we live now as being like the most taboo thing ever. It's crazy. But, so, it's super interesting. All of that aside being super interesting, the show has got a massive budget. Massive. It is extremely well produced. Like, watch this show. Okay. I'm, I'm, I watched two episodes, and the first two episodes are free. Which is awesome. Okay. All you got to do is download Peacock. Problem is, Peacock's still dealing with the HBO Max situation, which is that it's not on an Amazon device, and it's not on a Roku device. Okay. Uh, just like HBO Max, which stinks. But I'll say, by whatever means, watch Brave New World. This show is fantastic. Okay. Um, I've watched two, and like I said, you can watch this for free. So check it out. It's it's very cool. How much is Peacock? How much is Peacock? I think it is... I think there's like a $5 version. But you just have to watch commercials. 
Um, because that's the thing is like, there still are commercial breaks in this. I watched the first two episodes with the commercials, which are free. Um, and that's the thing is I've never read brave new world, but I always wanted to. And then watching this, like, because I've always, like I said, heard about it. When you hear people talk about 1984, you also hear people talk about brave new world. Right. And nowadays people are talking about 1984 quite a bit <laughs> because it feels like we're living in it. So, uh, aside from that, yeah. So with this, it's, it's a wild thing too, because it, I would just recommend it. See it, and I will be talking about it more as this, you know, further weeks go because okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep binging it. So y'all check it out for sure. Oh, nice. Um, so <laughs> the other thing I I watched. So <laughs> I watched Lovecraft Country. So anybody that knows me <laughs> knows that I have a very massive bone to pick with Jordan Peele. Um. I'm going to be very careful about what I say this episode with it being you guys, uh, especially Chris's first episode. I will not get too political in this. At some point, I might even just solely talk about Lovecraft Country on my own. I'll say this first off. This show's really good. Okay. Very well produced. Very well made. Lovecraft Country is a new HBO and HBO Max show. The first episode aired this week. I was expecting to very much not like this show. I actually really like it. That being said, I still have some serious Jordan Peele beefs. I think Jordan Peele is a race baiter. Uh, pretty clear and simple. That's just, I'm going to leave it at that. I The dude is obsessed with race, period. Everything he does is about race. And it's never not. And it drives me insane. I just kind of have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. This show still has that problem. Now, he's just producing it. He's not directing it. Um, but, so... The, this show's premise is basically that, like, take a, any kind of H.P. Lovecraft subject matter and basically involve all of those things, but then just make the lead characters black leads, which is fine. That's totally cool. Now, the whole thing is, if you don't know the the whole story behind H.P. Lovecraft, especially within the past couple of years, it's come out that the guy was fairly big racist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of one of those things you just have to separate the art from the artist. Um, and most people do, but it's kind of one of those things where, uh, this obviously is very much kind of a jab at him of being like, well, look, you know, we're going to put black leads in our show and you know, you got to deal with it. And that's fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, my problem with the show right now, and honestly, I thought it was going to be way worse because I read the synopsis for the show, which is what worried me. And it was basically like, uh, the main character Atticus is working his way across the, I guess, like some of the South and different areas and um, finding, uh, coming across Lovecraftian horrors. But even worse than that, the horrors of racism. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, fine. Like, I get it. Like, obviously, the time period, like, it's taking place in the 50s, I think. Um, it makes sense. Obviously, this is Deering slash on the tail end, right around Jim Crow era. Um, and like, for example, like Chicago didn't have the segregation laws, but other places did like all of that is fine. Like, I understand that is all history. It's okay. Like I get it. And if, when you're talking about Lovecraft, placing it in this time period makes sense. Um, my problem with it is just still the obsession with racism and the fact that a lot of things that Jordan Peele does and, and other creators like him, where you end up with these, this type of social subject matter is you end up in a situation where like. Any white person that's ever on screen is a villain. Right. 
Like, I, I just don't have any tolerance for that. It bothers me. I'm just like, look, you can be balanced. Like, I know people that have that grew up in this time period, that were around in this time period. We are from the South. Everybody was not a blatant, awful racist. Right. Every person that you encountered wouldn't be that way. Yes, there were people that would be, but not every person. So that's my thing is I'm just like, as this show progresses, I would hope that if there are other characters, because like in the first episode, there is not a single white character that you see on screen that is not a villain. Period. That rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and whatever. Call me sensitive about it, whatever. But, like, it just, it does. It bothers me a little bit. Like, and for the fact that that is the part of the secondary, I guess, but there's, like, two backbones of this story, which is Lovecraft stuff and then racism. Right. And it's, like, if they can find a right balance with this, I'll be okay with it. But, like, my thing is, like, especially in this current day, in our current climate, like, I just don't really see the need to make people more angry to rub their faces in things that are just going to make them feel a certain way. Like, I just don't feel like it's healthy right now for anyone, right. white people, black people, Asian people, any kind of people like to just to focus on that so heavily. Like, why don't you just give us a Lovecraft story that is just with black characters? Like, that's fantastic. Like, awesome. Do it. Like, but when it's also the other backbone of this story is just simple racism, like, two of the huge interactions in this story that are like the climaxes are literally not Lovecraft stuff. It's racist stuff. Right. And so I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I hope. And I read a review too about it and they were literally complaining that it wasn't racist enough. And I was just mad after that. And it didn't surprise me that I read that article, but like, it's just that kind of thing that I'm just like, come on, man. Like we don't need to be mad right well, now. That's like, what I'll, you know? I agree with you. You don't yeah. want to, why keep it alive? Yeah. Like it's already alive and, and it yeah. is prominent right now. Yeah. So we don't need anything else exactly. keeping our minds on it. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And so that's the thing. And so that disappoints me a little bit, but then with all of that being said, this show's fantastic. Like, it's very good. Like, it is a massive budget. It has tone. It is dripping with style. This show is cool as shit. Like, this show is really cool. Those things aside. And so, like, there are some shows like Watchmen, which was very much in the same, doing the same kinds of things. Watchmen did all of the things that I was just talking about, but it made me so mad I couldn't watch it anymore. This show has not done that yet. I've only watched one. But so far, I'm, like, I'm going to stick in just because it's so cool. The opening scene is freaking rad. It's like black and white and it's during the war and he's running through and then all of a sudden he crests the hill coming out of like a, uh, out of a trench and all of a sudden there's alien spaceships everywhere and war of the worlds, like alien things walking around and, and lasers. And it's just like the most sci-fi thing you've ever seen. And, um, it was awesome. So I would say that that's worth checking out. So yeah, it's just, I I don't know. I'm curious as to what everybody else thinks about it. And if you guys end up seeing it, but I mean, I didn't want to get on like a huge soapbox about it. I would love to, with the opinions that I have about Jordan Peele and like, I hate, uh, Oh God, what's the movie Kyle that I hate so much that Jordan Peele did that everybody loved. Get out, get out. Yeah. Like movies like that. It just like that kind of stuff. Like, I'm just like, what is this helping at this Mm -hmm. point? Like, what are these kinds of things doing to help society? So, All right, so uh, <laughs> you might or might not have noticed a pause there, but we had to stop the podcast for a second because I got a double leg cramp and about fell out of my chair. <laughs> so I had to stop talking in the middle of everything. So I'm not even entirely sure where I left off, but I know I was talking about Lovecraft Country. So aside from that, the show's super rad. Uh, it's very good. And I will say this also, 
Like one of my number one Hollywood crushes is up in this this show, which is a uh, Journey Smollett, which is uh, oh. from Birds of Prey. If which Kyle hadn't seen it yet, but Chris did. Yeah, I so, just remember her from Full House. Yeah, I mean she she has an unfortunate sibling, but you know outside of being related to Jesse Smollett, um, you know she's uh, God, she's fantastic in the show though, and just she kills it. And honestly, I've never seen uh, Jonathan Majors in much, and he's in this, and he's killing it. Uh, and actually, as well, bring up one more, which is uh, Courtney B. Vance. Uh, he's in this plane, the uncle, because it's like the three of them are going on this road trip, and. And he does great too. So I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, you know, some of the subject matter side and whatever. Like I said, like the show is very well made. It's very well done, and all three of the actors are really well cast. And and actually, um, I recognized him, uh, Courtney B. Vance. He's been around forever, and he's actually was in like Hunt for Red October and Space mm-hmm. Cowboys. He's been around a long time. And there's some really good moments in the show. Just some quiet moments, some downtime, some different things. I. I uh, I really really dug it, so I'd say check out Lovecraft Country, and I want to do a deeper talk, you know, later in the season when this show's done with somebody, especially just like a deeper dive. Cool. So I forgot I had a late entry that yeah. I was was not expecting to watch this, and I've only yeah. seen the first two episodes. I'm watching Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, it is hilarious. Really, was not expecting it. Um, like nice. I was in tears. Yeah. Jack Quaid, who's you know in, in the, uh, the lead in the boys, he's mm-hmm. uh. One of the leads, um, one of the, it's, it's a crew, but yeah. there's more or less two main leads. And yeah. He's one of them, and just the writing, the timing, the, just the animation. Yeah. Now, I have not seen, but maybe one episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah, but I know that style and look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has that feel, that vibe. Yeah, I've heard and it's... Jerry O'Connell voices one uh, a character on there. Nice. And uh, it is kind of that like adult comedy like Yeah. It's um, just fast-paced 20-minute episode. Just hilarious. Nice to see, you know, we're all used to seeing ABC the the big officers and yeah. now we're seeing the XYZ yep. no one knows about. So, yeah. Nice. That's yeah, that's Chris brought it up. He was super excited. He didn't even know it was a thing and he brought it up several weeks ago and and was yeah. excited. So, I think <clears throat> you don't have point. to be a trekkie to watch it either. Yeah. You'll get a lot more out of it and I'm catch sure. little winks here and there, but yeah, it's just a fun space cartoon. Nice. Okay. Sweet. I'll have to check that out too. So, I'm glad somebody's seen it and we can know, we can report back to Chris. So, sweet. Well, at this point, so if you're not familiar with the podcast, uh one of the big things that kind of makes us special is we try to fully stay away from news from critics from opinions from all that fun stuff now i don't know if kyle has done that coming up to this as far as this show or this movie goes with with project power if he's been able to avoid uh opinions and thoughts and whatnot but okay have. you have yeah I've, I've stayed away from things yeah perfect okay so yeah we stay away from all that so that we try and come in with a clean and clear totally just our solid opinion based off of absolutely nothing i had not even seen a trailer for this so this is one of the few where I know abs, abs, absolutely nothing. So <clears throat> we're coming in fresh, and what we're going to do is uh, we'll tell you, kind of give you an opinion on who we think should and shouldn't see this, or you know, just give you a, a basic idea of if you're going to like this film or not. And then after that, we're going to get into our Rotten Tomato scores and predictions for audiences and critics and let you know, uh, or we'll, we'll kind of make our guesses as to what we think the Rotten Tomato scores are going to be on this. We'll get into our review, which is nothing but spoilers, so at that point, get out if you are planning on seeing this, and then following up, we'll get back into everything surrounding 
the critical response and if we were right or wrong as far as what everybody thought and if we were on par with it. So that's where we're going to go from here on out, guys. So what do you guys think about the comparisons with this movie and who should and shouldn't see it? What's this thing like? Anybody know? Uh, I have a pretty good take I, at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a couple too. Usually Matt's our go-to, but l- let's see. What, what you got? Granted, this is from watching movies that sometimes not a lot of people watch yeah. more out there and some more mainstream, but it felt like this blend of Code 8 and American mm-hmm. Hero, if you've seen that second one. That was with Stephen Dorff. I did not like see that. four one. or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Same city, uh, even some of the same locations that... I picked up on like, yep. oh, wow. Um, but it had that gritty, realistic vibe. But mm-hmm. then there's that fantastical superhero over the top vibe as well, kind of interweaving. Yeah. That's when I was watching it, especially toward like halfway through toward the end, it was like, these, these are the two movies that popped in my head. I'm like, this is a blend of those. Yeah. Nice. That that sounds like good ones. You got any, Chris? Uh, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit before. Yeah. Um, Limitless. Yeah, um, it's a if lot. If you've seen that yeah. show or that movie, movie um, yeah. preferably the movie, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. then then you'd probably be into this. And honestly, uh, this might be kind of a stretch, but um, at the end of the movie, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, kind of like Taken, you know, yeah. kind of that, um, don't want to get too far into it right now, but you know, kind of yeah. that search and rescue type, type movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of got that vibe from it as well. Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, another one that I thought of, this is a deep dig. I don't know if anybody's going to resonate with this one, but Push, starring Chris Dude, Evans. yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Jaiman Hanso, Camilla Bell. Yep. That was a... I forgot about that. Right? That was like 11 years ago. That's a hidden gem. So if you're into this mm-hmm. movie, maybe go back and check out right. Push. Now, I don't think Push was rated R like this one. I think it might have been PG-13. No, it was, yeah, it was and PG-13. this was before Chris Evans, Ev- Evans, Evans blew up. That's what he shot right before yeah, the first Cap. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. after he did the Fantastic Four movies, but mm-hmm. before Cap. Yep. And it was another superhero movie. Actually, the only... Well, and another one he did around that time was The Losers, which was that also was, fantastic. That was 2010. Was yeah. it? There okay. were, yeah, he shot those back-to-back, I think. Yeah, I think it was like right around the same time. And that was another one that this one kind of reminded me of. But this is very... It's more of a... This is... If you're into any of those things that we just named, definitely... Um, but also the superhero genre, but you want a little twist on it. Right. Um, if you're, if that's your, if that's your deal, then this could be for you. And I'd say if you're in all honesty, if you're not a huge superhero movie person, this could honestly still be for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but if, if you're just totally turned off by anything superhero related, then it's probably not. Right. But de- I think that the, well, I don't want to get too much into my review of it, but so I'll just leave it at that. You can kind of base what we said off that. And if it kind of strikes a chord with you and you think you'd be interested in it. And if you like Jamie Foxx or Joseph Gordon-Levitt, obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's a good go-to for that too. Cause I, I haven't seen either of them in a, in a minute, especially mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's another thing that you can kind of go to too. So, uh, since we've done that guys, I think we should get into our scores and predictions. So this is this is this is Kyle's second time doing it. Chris is first. So who do you guys want to go first? Y'all want me to kick this thing off, or do you guys want to start? Because I don't mind either way. I don't mind either way. I don't care. <laughs> All right, then, Chris. Care. All right, go first. All right, I will go first. So I have been thinking so heavily on this yeah. uh, before the podcast, just because I I literally. 
don't know the last time I logged into Rotten Tomatoes um, <laughs> because I hate them. Yeah, um, which makes this podcast perfect. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to take my bias out of it um, as far as like how I felt about the film yeah. and just kind of look at it on a, on a worldly uh, kind of view. Yeah. Um, I think critics are going to like it because um, yeah. of some of the undertones in the movie. Hmm. Um, okay. So I'm going to say... And also, like this, like it score might you might be like, wow, this is so, super low for so a critic like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say 74 for the critics. That sounds fair. And audience, I think the cast is gonna push this movie up uh, just because of who's in it. Yeah. Um, because as soon as you said, hey, let's review this movie, and I saw who's in it, I automatically liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say uh, 82. Okay. For the fans. Okay. That's for the audience. Those sound fair. That sounds like a solid guess. That's not like a like a Chris Kaus kind of guess. Right, I, mean, I tried to the, veer yeah. off of those. No yeah. offense, guys. Exactly. But. Yeah. No, that's perfect. You're you're in you're in a safe zone there. So, all right, Kyle, you want to go or you want me to go? I can go. Um, I think for critics, I'll get into this later, but I'm gonna say mm, sixty-one, and mm. for audiences, I'm gonna say seventy-eight. Okay. 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 You're not terribly far off. Just you're sticking with him as far as clearly both of you guys are thinking critics are going to be a little bit lower than the general audience. So, all right, man, y'all are hovering right in my zone. Um, uh, yeesh. Uh, all right. Uh, you were what? What did you say? Seventy-eight for critics, or uh, David's got it for me. Yeah. Perfect. You said you said uh, seventy-four for critics. Oh man, God, y'all got me on a over a barrel here. Um, should have went first. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna hit right in the middle. I'll say a seventy for critics, and y'all are really close on audience actually. And man, uh, okay, I'm gonna go. We'll say seventy-five. I'll go below both of you. I'll say a 75. So a 70 and a 75 for me on this. But I'm thinking the same way that you guys are, I think, with this. I think general audiences will probably like it more than critics. But I don't think that this is going to be like a total slammed, mm-hmm. just destroyed by Rotten Tomatoes type of movie. Watch us all be wrong. But because <laughs> they sure know how to surprise us. So, yeah, But like do. you said, with the themes, the content, I could definitely see this being higher. So... <laughs> David in usual fashion is sending notes to us to try and distract us. Um, so outside of that, I think we're good. Y'all yeah. want to move on into the review? Let's do it. Sweet. Sounds right. good. Yeah. So from this point on, it's going to be spoilers. So bail out now, or if you want spoilers <laughs> and keep on listening, or if you've already seen it. So moving into spoilers. And now, <clears throat> all right, boys. So, I want to know. I want to know what you guys thought. I think I know. I, I think I know both of you's opinions well enough to know. But but let's see where we are. Well, actually, I'm really curious. Since both of you know me, but y'all, y'all aren't super close with each other, don't know each other well, what do y'all think I thought about this movie? I think you liked it, didn't love it. Okay. I think you're close to me. Is You had a lot of fun and liked it, but you have a few major beefs. Yeah, I think y'all are both <laughs> right at it. Y'all are both r- hit the nail on the head for me. Y'all, y'all are both right. Yeah, I liked it, and actually, I'd even say, I'd even say, I liked it a lot. Okay, I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. And I, I, now, granted, like I said, I knew absolutely nothing about this, but I think I came in with a little lower expectations just because sometimes, like Netflix original movies, you can literally just toss it up, be like, you have no idea. Right. It could be great. It could even have a great cast and be garbage, mm-hmm. or it could because it seems like they're just very. 
maybe flippant with their money, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Like they almost, sometimes I feel like they give a little bit too much creative control with their movies versus it seems like almost like there's two separate things where their movies and their shows are run very differently where it's like their shows almost have a higher track record. Right. Well, I think they put more emphasis on their shows shows. and they do their movies because that's where they kind of started. That's where they started making all their money. Yeah. I think you're right. And I don't know that they've quite figured out all their formulas with how they manage their movies yet. Mm -hmm. But so I I was, especially as far as the Netflix original movie goes, I was very pleased with this more than I was expecting. Um, And I think that this could have easily been at theaters. I think Mm -hmm. so too. And I, I agree with you. I think, when you, if you look at this as a Netflix original, mm-hmm. based on some of the other movies you've seen, mm-hmm. from start to finish, it held its weight um, because a lot of Netflix movies start out great and you love them, and then the ending you want to go jump off a bridge. <laughs> um, and yeah. I, I think that this movie did a good job from start to finish overall yeah. as keeping it a good movie. Yeah, I think so. And I, yeah, we'll, we'll get deeper into it for sure. And which Kyle basically said how he thought, but if you want to go ahead and stay, yeah, I liked it. I had a lot of fun. Um, the only thing I knew going in was I saw the trailer. And that was two minutes of just little highlights. Um, yeah, I could see this in theaters too. Uh, yeah. You clearly, even though it was, even though the way it was shot, um, you still had this sense of very, very good budget. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Budget spent wisely. Yeah. Uh, and it had a lot of things going on to where I feel like it'll appeal to people who haven't seen it. It'll appeal to a wide range of audiences Mm -hmm. so yeah i think so too david i think you'd like this one for sure but yeah so we can get deeper into this thing now so i don't know if you guys want to start it sorry i keep clearing my throat today i don't know what's going on but i think you uh (laughs) i think is there is there a specific spot you guys want to start off with this thing as far as you know any high points or even anything or i'll just want to start from the beginning with it so I'll jump in here real quick. So yeah. the lowest part of the movie for me is mm-hmm. when I saw MGK's face. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I know Thank this is you. a movie podcast, but I'm a huge Eminem fan. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I right. also, like MGK. I just don't like MGK. He's been okay in some of his movies, but mm-hmm. the best part of this movie for me is when he died. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm not exaggerating. I put that, I've got notes on my phone right yeah. now. And oh, those that, are some solid notes. Yeah, I've got a ton of notes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the best part of the really? movie for me is when he OD'd Dude, on. His his death was dope. It was pretty sick. Like, for real. His character, like, what his character could do, like, basically, <laughs> take the, like, the human torch, except for he's made of napalm. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a really cool take. Just the whole gritty. This movie's so gritty. Like mm-hmm. I loved it. it is. Like it's just like <laughs> smeared in it. <laughs> it's it's just got so much tone. And this that's my one of my biggest things with this movie was this movie knew what it was. Exactly. It, it knew what it wanted to be and it did it from beginning to mm-hmm. end. And I loved that aspect of it. So, but I actually liked MGK. I know you don't like him, but I, I thought he did fine. Like he's no, he, he didn't do a bad job. I just hate him. So yeah, no, that makes mm. sense. What what do you think about Matt's been recommending some of his musical? Have you listened to any of the new stuff that's not rap? Yeah, I mean, it's good that he got out of rap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not terrible. It's it's um, very t- like t- early two thousands yeah. pop punk, like, which I'm a fan. Yeah, of Blink One Eight Two style. Yeah, like you know whatever. So it's not terrible. It's yeah. not. It's not bad. <laughs> anyone could have could have played Newt. Yeah, I'm I mean, just, anyone. Why could've. is he right. here? He had two scenes, and then one of the scenes 
half of that scene was probably done by a stunt performer. Yeah. Right. He had like four lines. I'm like, yeah. Okay. He's he's just he's making his way, man. And he's honestly, some... only for marketing, I swear. He, <laughs> Maybe. But he's so what what was the other movie he was just in recently? Well, we saw him in the movie that we reviewed uh quite a few weeks back, the Hulu original. Right. Um I can't think of the name of it, but well, he did he did good in that movie too. Yeah, I um, thought he was fantastic in that movie. Actually, but it's just like Ja Rule. If Ja Rule's in a movie and he yeah. wins a dang Oscar for it, he's a piece of shit because yeah. he came at my boy Eminem. Yeah. So <laughs> I just can't get over it. I can't yeah. get over it. Hey, I hear you. Yeah, no, that's so funny. Um, yeah, no, I, but yeah, he, his character was ridiculous, and it's so funny because like he does, he like pulls off the hoodie and he's like, "I'm Newt." Like, right. He's like, okay, all right, he's Newt. Like, but, but I'll say his character with his powers were really cool. So, and that's the thing. So coming into this, I'll go ahead and specify for the people who have not seen this movie yet. So basically just take limitless, the concept of that, which is that a pill make, can make you do whatever it makes you do. But these pills give you superhero powers. Actually, the pills were super cool. Right. Right. Like. I thought that that was quality. The, yep. This the whole design, the fact that it's like this computer chip. There, it was new too. Yeah. So it's something you've never seen before. Yeah, it, was it wasn't. Cool. It wasn't anything. It's not like oh, the, here's just this pill that we right. take. Like, and it was limited. Yeah, only five minutes. Yeah, exactly. So that was super cool. Was you get superpowers, but it's just for five minutes. That's it. And so I, that really added some stakes to mm-hmm. everything that everyone was doing, and it made every scene where somebody was using powers intense. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, can they hurry up and do whatever they need to do mm-hmm. before their powers run out? And that's an awesome concept, right? which I loved. So uh, that aside, I-, I also really dug the New Orleans yes. mm-hmm. vibe. Yep, I loved it. Yes. Great filming town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I was totally into that. And when and, it plays well for a gritty yeah. type movie as well. So. God, and it was like they just some of the scenes that they shot in and stuff, and like some of these like slummy kind of areas. The, uh, the block uh, that Newt lived yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. All that graffiti mm-hmm. and and so and, and I guess like we're talking about just in general with how it was shot, the cinematography in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, it was it yes. was on point. Like. All of these long tracking shots from aerials, and, like and spinning around and twisting in the amazing close-up choices, right? Yeah, on the gun, yeah, in the right. uh, buyout meeting, yep. like that was smart. That was the first thing I thought when I was watching this. Was like about halfway through, I was like, "These directors are going places. Oh yeah, these guys are going to do more." Now, did did y'all realize who these directors were? Because I didn't until literally when I had that thought. I was like, really quickly, I was like, "All right, I got to pull this up and see who made this movie." So interesting thing is, so these guys got their start, which is really funny. Do you guys remember Catfish, like the yeah. documentary Catfish? Yeah, and the yeah. TV and, show, and, the, and then it became a TV show. These are the Catfish guys. Wow, for real, true story. This is the Catfish dudes. They have moved up in the world, clearly. So, and I didn't realize. So I started looking deeper, and these guys have actually been making movies. Which I I, I uh, did not realize either, but and they're clearly like after this they're showing their chops. I think they're going to get more work, and they're kind of they're just they're very much clearly a directing duo. Like they mm-hmm. they're going to work together, um, kind of like Russo brothers or whoever. So apparently they actually did Paranormal Activity three, okay, which I did not realize. But aside from that, the one that actually made me really think about this movie and i didn't see it but nerve it was yeah it, it was clearly with, uh, a very franco? with franco's yeah. little franco with yeah, dave franco. 
Um, it was very stylized like this, very neon. That one looked very, wild. Yeah, it did. It looked really neat, but that was apparently one of theirs as well. So they they have been working. They've done more stuff. They did uh, they did actually Paranormal Activity three and four apparently, and then they've done a few other smaller things. But the one that really made me think about it when when I saw that they did Nerve, I was like, okay, I see the connection here between these guys. This but, one will get them more work. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I could see these guys getting possibly even some work with Marvel or something. Honestly, mm-hmm. like right. you know, even if it's or just, DC or DC, I could actually almost see them getting mm-hmm. the DC movie more than, especially with how DC kind of tiptoes into the R-rated things. Right. And, like these guys, I could totally see doing that. What did y'all think of the R rating? I liked it. I, I think it let them let them really spring, spread their wings. Yeah. I actually one of my notes in here is how much I love the way they had Jamie Fox be. His yeah. character, yeah, and just how I mean, like he was he was textbook like anti-hero, yeah. Um, so he was doing everything for the right reasons, but mm-hmm. maybe wasn't going about it the right way, and he just didn't give a shit. He had one goal. He was savage. Yeah, he was a savage. He was, yeah. He he did he did really good. I like I like the whole concept of a hero that like just. He he's very much a Thomas Jane Punisher type <laughs> right. of character. Like, right. Like I have a goal. I do not give a shit who I destroy mm-hmm. on the way to my goal. I will straight up ram somebody's face on an ice thing so that their blood pours out <laughs> Which of it. Was phenomenal. Uh, oh my god. That that scene, I was just like, no, he didn't just do that. One of my like, favorite scenes in the movie. So savage. Yeah. Like Did, did what, anyone get vibes that he was like tapping into some Denzel? Little yeah. Book of Eli just right. yeah. like you were saying, on a mission, solo track. Cause I hadn't seen Jamie Foxx like this in yeah. any other role. I, can't I really can't think of anything like that. I've seen him in either. Like the way he was treating uh, Robin in the trunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does yeah. not care. No, and that's kind of that taken vibe that you were talking about mm-hmm. too, Chris. Like I got that there in that scene, especially. Like this was just uh which, and I think it's perfect because I always kind of get that vibe from Jamie Foxx of like that he could play that kind of character. <laughs> oh yeah, and he <laughs> like, he, like he, it. he's very much capable of like resting asshole face. Like, and in this movie, he utilizes it to the mm-hmm. fullest extent and is just like, but then you get those little moments of levity where he is that joking, like, right. mm-hmm. you know, the Jamie Foxx, you know, and right. like when he's, I loved just like the little flourishes where like he was, um, when he was filling up the gas tank and there was the little girl there and he's like mm-hmm. making the he's goofy playing faces with her, and making playing her with her. smile. Yeah. And it kind of shows that like, okay, this guy is a human. Like he's, he's not just this killer. He's, right. he's got something yeah. more to him. And then a lot of the um, the moments that he had with the young woman where they're starting to connect and he's making the connections with his daughter. Because um, that is the whole thing, as you find out, is the end game of this is that he needs to get, get right. kidnapped daughter. And those moments are important, especially juxtaposed to all the, the heaviness and the grittiness and all the action and mm-hmm. set pieces. It's nice to have those moments and breaks. Yeah, yeah, right. it is. It's like the celebrity that's in there. So uh, what else, you guys? What, what y'all th- what y'all got? Um, one of the big things I think um, early on, as far as like this, when this movie really kind of shows itself, I think what was the first fight scene, the one with Newt that like when yeah, you it re- was. Mm-hmm. well actually wasn't the scene with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's powers before that scene? No, no, I, I don't. Mm, I, thought I don't Newt think so. First. I think Newt was first, and then that was like his big intro, like Jamie Foxx's character, and then yeah, and then JGL was, was yeah, 
And so, yeah, now we can move on to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's also right. in this, which his first scene was great, too. Right. Where he comes in and does oh. this Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and I the, actually wrote that down. I yeah. love the Clint Eastwood act. I love it. In yeah. the uh, amusement park. Yeah, in right. the amusement park. That, that scene was great. And the introduction uh, of her character, and I was really impressed with her, uh, Dominique Fishback, mm-hmm. her character of Robin. Like I her, loved her. She, did she, was, she was fantastic. She, really yep, I loved she, was, her. she was so, so good. And her acting was great. And just like that first scene where she's like rapping about the pill. And right, she's doing her rap, and then the scene where she does it, where she's rapping in front of her teacher, and you find out oh, that's all the flashback. I love that scene, right? I wrote that down as well. It was so good. Yeah. I want to download that on my phone and just listen yeah. to it over and over again. She wrecked, like yeah. it's so good. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. But so now moving on to just Gordon Levitt, though. Like first off, it's so good to see my man. My Mike. man, guy, <laughs> so good. He kills it. Like he commands kills it. the screen. Yeah, anytime mm-hmm. he goes goes on, like yeah, and he's got that charm. Not not even when he's actually being charming mm-hmm. but just that overall who he is you just yeah. you have to watch right. you want to see what he does next you just love him mm-hmm. like he's uh, yeah that's i i I've, it's kind of wild that that him and dominique almost and a lot of it was due to their characters and how it was set up but that they were able to outshine jamie fox right with mm-hmm. jamie fox and they both did yeah which and all three of them did fantastic but yeah. the fact that you can come into a movie and outshine jamie fox is pretty it's deal pretty too. impressive so yeah but the, the first scene when you see uh just when you see just gordon levitt take that pill and like the cool thing with all these people is they take the pill and you're like what's gonna happen right you don't know what it is yeah it's one of the best parts of the movie yeah it like adds this element of mystery and the only thing that drove me insane was you never saw what would happen if Robin took the pill? Right. She never took it, and I, which, and I, I get it. I get why they didn't do it. Like, and it was kind of a whole point of her not doing it. But I'm just like, I want to know where her powers right. are. Um, which, and we could honestly get a sequel to this thing. Yeah, we could. Yeah, I'd be possible. down. I'd be totally down for a sequel. But they didn't really leave it in a spot where there had to be one. If they do, I feel like JGL will lead it. Yep. And her, him and her. It might be him and her. Yeah. Right. And Jamie just get out of it. Yep. I could totally see that. Jamie not being in it at all. And it just be the two He's of them. back in Florida. Yeah. Because of the Indian like it. Or if he's like in that. it, he shows up in like the last act right. or something to right. help save the day or whatever. Because like also when you find out that his powers, what they are, it's kind of like an end game scenario. Like his powers aren't really right. usable. You can't contain them. Yeah. yeah. They so, all had good moments too. Like yeah. I love the moments with JGL with the, the street chase. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to call it the flex fight. Oh my god! On the ship, oh that was, was like, pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. all of his little uh, dialogue moments, whether just uh, his scene with the captain, mm-hmm. where he gets mm-hmm. the name of major, even that he was just charged and he was, you know, in command. And I have to say a, a little shout out to um, this fun little moment. I don't know if y'all caught it; may not have even seen the other movie, but there's a great reference, a little shout out to his movie back in '07, The Lookout, mm. when he played the lookout for the crimes. He's like, "Come on." You're the lookout. It's a great role. And he kind of like, oh, it's like ah. so over the top, like you know it's for the it's audience. borderline yeah. winking at the camera. Yeah. I totally I, didn't even catch I that. I grinned so hard. I was like, And I yes. usually <laughs> love moments like that, yeah. but I definitely didn't I don't, catch I don't, that. Well, and I don't, I don't think I ever saw the lookout, I don't think. He, he did the exact same thing Robin does in the third act, mm-hmm. okay. but for criminals, Maybe he I played the lookout. That. Yeah. God, now I, I want to go back and <laughs> it see. It was really good. That's great. Uh, it, his scene, though, when you find out that like he... Well, first off, when you see the Invisible Man, and he's literally butt naked running around, like, (laughs) changing to everything. He's basically a chameleon. Yeah, he's a chameleon, yeah. Um, And then, you know, when they get into that fight, though, when he gets shot in the head, like, that was awesome. And it was perfect timing, right when his captain pulled up. 
Yep, exactly. Yeah, I just thought, oh, that was great. Like, there's so much. I don't know how they did it. Because I don't know how they did that because those effects on his face looked practical. Yeah, they did. Like, what was happening, like, maybe a a super high-pressurized air cannon or something. And, like, slow motion. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really like like, and that is the thing. Honestly, my complaints are pretty low on this movie. Like, the special effects and all that were flawless Mm -hmm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. And so, like, going on from there, like, that action scene's fantastic. But then we kind of get a little bit there in the middle where it's a lot of character development and a lot of setup for what's to come. Because actually, at one point, you know, I got up and I like paused the movie for a second to get up, and I looked and I was like, "Holy crap, I'm only an hour in!" Like, and it felt like so much had happened. And it's a full two hour movie, and I yeah. think it needed it all. Like, it used it all fairly well. I, I've got some qualms with the last act, but like, <laughs> which I think Kyle does too. So I'm curious yeah, to see what too. they are. So yeah, so it, like from there, what do, what do you guys think? It, it, I know you took a lot of notes, Chris. What uh, anything else you re- really big bullet points you want to talk about? Um, so a lot of mine are just pretty generic bullet points. Uh, so one of the things about Robin, I said, this girl can rap withstand <laughs> a walk pot to the head. Yeah. sew up a gunshot wound and also knows how to ride a motorcycle. And yeah. she's like 14. <laughs> she's literally the most badass person in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, even without the pill. Um, yeah. I liked, uh, I liked the bone guy. I put that in there. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the guy that was flexible. Uh, yeah. The bone um, guy, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, which it was cool seeing them. They they really did play off a lot of like popular um, superhero powers, yeah. which I thought was cool. Especially. With a tiny twist, usually on all of them. Right, right. Um, and and the fact that they uh, and this kind of later in the movie, um, but the fact that they they really broke down where they got the powers from, I like yeah. that. I like that they they circled around um, and kind of showed how they got this pill and yeah. what what animals they took it from and things like that. Um, it just came kind of came full full circle. Uh, which is what I was talking about at the beginning, how, you know, some of these things just drop off. They could have left all that out and just been like, Hey, yeah. these are superpower pills. And there's a lot um, of movies in the that movie. would have left. All exactly. That out. Um, and you know, make it, make it an hour and a half, make it an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that they added all that stuff. You in. just reminded me and uh, dude, the scene where they tell you about all that when they're in the room and the whole fight scene is filmed from inside dude, of that tank right. that that chick is in. What a choice. That was awesome. one of the most rad scenes it's this whole fight scene that's taking place outside of the location of the camera. Right. And it's tracking the around. Chamber. It's yeah. in the sh- like the camera's in a chamber and you're seeing what technically the girl that's trapped in the chamber would be seeing going on outside around her. Right. And what she did with her powers, the freezing, whatever, like right. that was terrifying. Like it was like the opposite of Newt. I mean, yeah. it was the same yeah. powers, thermoregulation, but it was right. cold instead yeah, of hot. She literally it was couldn't control ice it. Man. Like even Human her torch. breath was yep. But she it just was, like you freeze wow. to death, and that was the thing is he kind of called attention. He was like, "This is a pretty intense power, so they usually can't control this thing." <laughs> right. You know, like, and of course, the second that the machine that she was in broke, she just froze herself to death. Right, because it was uh, it was something keeping her warm, ironically yep. enough, so she wouldn't freeze. To death. Yeah, so she wouldn't get too cold. Right. So like clearly they dealt with those people, but so that was the thing is also at that same point was when they dropped the other shoe that like you find out. And a few minutes before too, but or a little bit before that too. But the fact that like this was a government th- program that they're testing on the human populace yep. because they could not do it in actual like legal testing. That was my favorite mm-hmm. twist of the movie. That was awesome. The, the mm-hmm. whole and the title, Project Power. Yep, exactly. Um, it it, oh, it really hit it home. Think about that. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it was. It was very much like we're just going to – and apparently it was going to happen like all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they're just giving all these people these pills just to see what would happen. Right. And the fact that it once you have it done, it can actually pass down like through hereditary like, right. means. You know, you can pass it on to your offspring. is super wild. It's just there was a lot of smart decisions mm-hmm. in this movie. And honestly, like, like I said, really everything I thought was pretty expertly done, in my opinion – up until the end. Like, mm-hmm. there were just so many really, really solid scenes. There were some really good slower moments. Just some mm-hmm. downtime. The whole idea that uh, JGL's character was also a user. Right. And that put him in the gray area. But at the same time, he was trying to level the playing field, as he said, because yeah. people with power were taking out units of cops or feds or whatnot. And he wasn't wanting the city to get overrun. Yeah. So... He was kind of like dipping into this bag of, I'll do what I need to do to make things right and right. kind of yep. up the ante. That was kind of my only thing. And, and they fairly redeemed it. I was a little worried. Like, I was like, man, is he going to give in to Jamie Foxx's character a little too quick? Like, are they going to become buddies too quick? Like, he's a cop. He's supposed to be hunting down this dude. Is he going to give in a little too quick to be on his team and be on his side? And it was all happening in that car scene. It all happened pretty fast. But they handled it tactfully enough where that car right. came up, the cops. It felt natural. Yeah, it was organic. They like, did a good job with the train, yeah. kind of slowing it down. Yep, exactly. That was halfway in, too. I know. From the, See, I saw the I saw the trailer, so I thought, okay, it's going to be like buddy up, and then Robin's going to be that, that key factor that's going to mm-hmm. tie everything together. And they don't meet for like, they're connected throughout the whole movie, but they yeah. don't even meet until halfway through. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that. That was a nice... A different approach. Yeah, I thought that was a really good decision. And can we please, just for a minute, talk about Joseph Gordon-Levitt coming to Robin's mom's house? That was fantastic. So great. <laughs> I honestly had no idea what was going to happen. And when he wet his hair and came out Took there all in his house, I was like, okay, that's where he went. Yeah. And then the fact that he's like, he's like, what? He's like, y'all going to judge me? Y'all being racist? You got a problem with me being with a strong black woman? Right. What's y'all's problem? Right. <laughs> like, it was so... And, the, and she was like, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> About to just blow the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. God, it was so good. Like, just all that. It was just like, oh, man. And he's so funny. Like, he just handled all of that so expertly. And... He's slick. <laughs> he is. He just... It came across so organic. And just the way that he handled it. And then he plays the slick move throw in the phone mm-hmm. onto the right onto the bad guy's card of track them all that i just loved it but that scene with him just like that was a little showcase of just like here's what he can do like here's right. boy. put him more in more stuff again y- please yeah <laughs> seriously no kidding i would love for him to get a role like in one of these bigger franchises i mean maybe he doesn't want them but like right i would love to see him in some kind of marvel role or some kind of something i think mm-hmm. they've been trying to get him for years but, he's good yeah. and he got stuck with the worst robin role in history gosh uh, in Batman uh, yeah. three, what was it? Batman Dark Knight Rises. Dark, Dark, Knight, Dark Rises. Knight Rises. That the, my least favorite of the Nolan Batman movies. Go by your legal name. That's nice. Yeah, it's Robin. It's Robin. You're like, man, Robin. What? Right. Give me uh, a break. Like he was good in that movie. Yeah, he but was. what they did with his character, yeah. just no. And you're just like, um, you're going to tease us at the end of a trilogy that's clearly not going to go any further. That now Robin shows up. Right. I wish, like, give us a fourth movie. Yeah. At that point, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that was so aggravating. But, mm-hmm. ooh, another thing we haven't touched, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. Yo. I, the soundtrack. Please. So good. Please. Yeah. So good. So good. So, and, 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 so, 
you know, we do this, we do the song at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there's not really any rap songs at the end of the show, right? Yeah. Uh, but this soundtrack was so good, and it had a lot of really good music. It wasn't all just rap, mm-hmm. um, but I think it played in well with the scene, with the with the city that it was filmed in. The music was picked perfectly, and I've got this. Yeah. I mean, the soundtrack is great. Really, I've got some of the music on my phone. It's so nice. Good. The a lot of the instrumental pieces were like a grittier version of Tron Legacy. Right, right. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, which is so like one good. of the best soundtracks ever. Yep. So. Maybe a little bit Inception. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There was yeah. more orchestral pops and yeah. undertones, but yeah, they did the instrumental soundtrack were so in. good. It, it, I'm, like I'm gonna go check out the whole thing. Yeah. That's that's good to know. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was listening to it. I was having some of those. Sometimes those things can get lost in the moment where you're just like so into it or whatever. But thinking back for sure, it, it was really really solid. Yeah, loved it. Nice. Yeah, and I um yeah. So what did you guys think of their like analog of the Hulk? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. That was a little. You know what it reminded me of? You ready for this? I. I can. I already know what you're going to you say. Do. Are you going to say it? It's one, two, three, and then say it. One, two, three. League, League of, of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> My man. Let's That's go. Right. That could have went so wrong. Dude, Jekyll and Hyde. Right? Man. It was just like Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, perfect. I am so, that makes me so happy. It as soon as his arm yeah, flexed out, I went. bubbling up. This is um. I was like, this is my guy from uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Is this... yeah from uh. God, what I wish I would have wrote that down. I didn't write that down. Really? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. I, uh... But it makes perfect sense. It's exactly like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Like he does the exact same thing. He looks essentially like that. Mm-hmm. He got he got all bubbled up and wacky and weird. Like oh man, it was. Dang, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad. Of course, Kyle would know exactly what I was thinking. He, I, I'm going blank on... Um... It was it, it was more like like uh, he if he was actually had... If they had like superhero names or supervillain names, he would be like Tumor Man. He was right. just like a bunch of like bubbly tumors. But... Was, I remember before I got to it, Jason Fleming. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, yeah God. He's, and he's huge on character acting. Like, yeah, he is. Because he did... Um, Gosh, I'm going blank on his character name. He did stuff in Clash of the Titans. He was um, Azrael, mm-hmm. Azrael or something in uh, First Class. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Nightcrawler's I, he, dad. I haven't seen him anything in a while, though. Yeah. Like you said, he's one of those big character actors, though. He's one of those people mm-hmm. that can show up in something and you not even know it's him. Yeah. But, yeah, God, it just it looked just like that. But, like, and obviously a little better since it's now, but still, it was it was just a really wacky, weird moment. He just like got so huge. Like duck, he was ducking in, yeah. like underneath. He the was so huge. Ceiling. He got massive. But yeah. when they blew him up, it was dope. Yeah, it was pretty sick. It was chill. I was wondering what was going to happen because there was a couple shots beforehand when he's dealing with the uh, cartel leaders, and he's like, "You can see our product over here," and like the camera's just perfectly, you know, right there to where yeah. you see like these dark veins on the right, on his neck. Like, like okay. What the heck is going to happen to you? Yeah. Right. You can tell that he's used a lot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I liked that, too, that you could tell that, like, some of these people basically had, like, damages from their powers. Right. Like, when we see Newt again, he's right. just wrecked. Jacked. Like, yeah, his can, whole face is just... Yeah. He's all burned up and... What's his... Uh, what's... Uh, Wallace? Big bearded guy? He, uh, like, kept punching steel oh, doors down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You was... couldn't tell, like, he's clearly been using for a while. Yeah, yeah. But you're not really sure... Would it be too on the nose? Like, oh, he has super strength, but he's basically a tank. Yeah, right. he's like yeah. Juggernaut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good. But point. yeah, he was. But like he's just ended. 
so quickly. Yeah. Because they did that nice wide shot of, oh, mm-hmm. him and Fox are going to go at it. Yeah. Like, get ready for a huge fight. And then let Just it. gets rolled in one shot with both of them. Like, So, I have to say, that's one of the things that I didn't like about the movie. Yeah. They made um, Jamie Foxx, his character, like, how could he fight these people that are on power yeah with him not having to take his <laughs> yeah and I, I get that he couldn't take his yep but is but, it is it kind of like you know we talk about the boys all the time yeah is it kind of like he just knows what to do how to um counter these people yeah. or is he just a legit badass yeah and i think that is part of it he was a little too badass right like he was a little too badass and I, I can totally agree with that which and really i think and i think we can get into it now i mean we've had a lot of really good stuff to say about this at, at the end the last act is honestly where this movie kind of falls apart and i mean not terribly i've seen many movies fall mm-hmm. apart way worse but it drops. But it drops it in quality. Like, it, in general. Just kind of across the board. Like, and when they chose to end the movie being trapped on this boat and stuff, I'm just like, is this the best decision? Like, is mm-hmm. this where this movie needs to end? I wasn't necessarily crazy about that. Um, I, there were some good moments, like you were talking about, with her opening the doors for them and letting them in and the stretch fights and, you know, all that. But I wasn't crazy about it. And so I want to hear some of what y'all thought about kind of what, what happened at the end there. Go ahead. Um, for me, the first two acts, this is new. This is fresh. Mm-hmm. There's a specific tone. Yeah. Uh, there's a mesh of, like I said, the fantastical and then this grit. And then somewhere right, you know, two-thirds of the way in, like before, after they meet up, but before they get to the ship, it just changes and takes that mm-hmm. drop. And then it just starts to feel like any other big budget actioner, maybe superhero. Mm-hmm. I want to say superhero, but any big budget action movie, because I saw it falling in with uh, similar tropes where even though it was a fun scene, him talking to the guard, right. having mm-hmm. someone in his ear like, Hey, you're going to let me in this and that, um, sneaking down hallways, hiding behind a door to, Oh, someone's down the hall. Like this is stuff I've seen countless times countless times and everything yeah. up until then has had been so fresh like yeah and that goes also into the cinematography and the way it was shot and the locales and it almost felt like the some of the cinematography i think it's because of the small space of the boat mm-hmm. that they had to lose some of the style because they couldn't work with it in those yeah. combines there was there was a great shot with a uh, we call him spike uh mm, and the, oh, i forgot right, about him coming into his fight with fox shot. yeah but see they're outside of the ship. Yep. There's plenty of room right. there still. Yep. And there was some good camera work there, but everything inside... It just felt trapped. Yeah, it just... Something was... Well, some things, plural, felt like it was missing yeah. in the third act. And it... I was still engaged. I was still entertained. There was still... I was ready to see, you know, Fox... Right. Like, take yeah. that pill. Like, come on. Yeah. Show me. We've gone this whole movie. We have no idea what the right. does. So there was still... Like, I was still glued, but at the same time, I was fully aware that, okay, there was a lack of quality here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Chris, I think yeah. I think him, Fox taking his power kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah. so Spike was my second favorite fight of mm-hmm. the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought Behind. that the death was amazing. What was the first one? Uh, well, mainly, and it wasn't even a full fight, but uh, the death um, with the ice sculpture oh, was yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Oh my but then Spike eating yeah. his own knee yeah. Yeah. was right there. <laughs> was yeah, right was there. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty awesome. But uh, I feel like I, I feel like Jamie Foxx's his power, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. I forget his character's name. But Art. Uh, Art, yeah. yeah. His, uh, 
it was very lackluster. Um, so you build this up to be this like like you said end of mm-hmm. end of days kind of power. Yep. And and then it was it like some sort of like sonic wave that he couldn't control. Like what really it was what just like, was it? It was like Captain Marvel, where it's just kind of like energy. Right. Yeah, energy. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, absor- like, it uh, evaporated the water. Like there's heat and energy. He's a pistol yeah. shrimp. Yeah, a he pistol was, shrimp. He was the pistol shrimp. Right, he was. right. Like, <laughs> which is so weird. Have you ever heard of one of those? I haven't. What, I, so you know about him? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so yeah, I hadn't heard about him, and he he tells a guy he's like he literally tells you what his power is, but you're still just like, but is that is like is he being for real though? Because he's he's t- talking to the bad guy, and he's like, you ever heard of pistol shrimp? This is what it does, and it just obliterates everybody around him, and right. So plankton, yeah. like I <laughs> I don't know, I, I just that that scene let me down. I almost yeah. wish that he would have saved his pill, then got on the lifeboat, made it to land, and then had a final battle on land yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I could I could get behind that too. Now, my biggest thing also accompanied with that scene is how the absolute shit did she survive that freaking explosion? No idea. Yeah, I don't, he, unless that's her power, but you don't know it. Well, I don't but know. she wouldn't have taken a pill mm-hmm. unless it was you talking about Robin. In. Robin, yeah, yeah. Robin wasn't on a pill, nothing. She was standing right near him, and everyone else around. Unless it's a choice it, thing. It's or what, maybe like that was him choice learning where, yeah. how to control it if he slightly. Could, yeah, if he could control it, that's the only logic that I could come up with is that Jamie Foxx knew how to control where his self-explosion goes. Right, but that would have been 30 seconds of dialogue to explain it, and then yeah. it would have been like, all right, cool. Okay, yeah. He's then, somehow learned how to control it, or yeah. his love for her controlled it, you know, even if it's yeah. something he didn't control himself. Sure. This is a kind of a, yeah, it's a compliment, but also a, a squabble, but I do appreciate that when he first said, you know, it nearly killed me, and I heard a lot of people, I was going to be like, if he uses this and just, ah, everything's fine, mm-hmm. I was going to be real mad. Right. But no, yeah. he was he was out. It's like, he was done. Right. On the flip side of that, when was it ever, like, said or made aware that the daughter, even though she is the source, mm-hmm. she has healing powers? So, there was one shot. I don't know if y'all caught it. Was it when she was in the room? She was walking yeah. past some plants. Plants, and the plants came back to And life. the plants I came totally back. Yeah, oh, yep. You could have blinked and missed it. But there's Very a, quick. Yeah, when she's escaping. Give me two more seconds on that shot. I, I know. Dang. Yeah, she's walking past, and she walks past some plants, and they're dead, and they literally grow back to life. See, that's great. I just missed yeah. it. Like, yeah. yep. Which, and a lot of people could have. They should have made the scene, like you said, a second to two seconds longer. Like, because it was one of those, you almost could have blinked right. and missed it. Because I probably would have forgotten about it already just because of everything that was happening at the yeah. end mm-hmm. and then oh oh she's gonna do the thing okay yeah exactly yeah so they did kind of lead it up um so my only other real qualm personally was uh villains mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, thank you yeah so you were headed there too kyle jeez yes <laughs> yeah so that's the thing is so um so rodrigo's character biggie he like i was on board with him but like he died kind of just well he exploded right go yeah. ahead and say it they wasted him they wasted him they i love santoro yeah. so he can fantastic. control the screen yeah when i saw that he was him. yeah when i saw that he was in this i was like hell yeah like i was really excited and then they turn him into hulk dude and blow him up right so like mm-hmm. he should have been the end game villain he should have been mm-hmm. the guy showing up at the end but instead they shoehorn in Cor- corporate name? lady right. her actress is uh amy landecker like her character is apparently named Gardner, but like she just kind of came out of nowhere. They kind of showed her face a couple times, but it's like this isn't the villain of this. Like, who is this person? Why do we right. care? Like, she was just shoehorned in. Like, I'm all for breaking expectations. Like, oh, oh man, they took out the villain. 
yeah already i wasn't expecting that what's going to happen next yeah but then if you don't deliver yeah then what's Which the point they didn't they, they yeah. did not, not deliver with her mm-hmm. like at all she's just like boss some people around around the boat and then get squashed or whatever right. like yeah that was a serious dropped ball for me like there needed to be the either there was some underling under rodrigo that died in the scene where he died a bigger character mm-hmm. and then he lasts until the boat or either there's a bigger bad that's connected with him that like, or they did more with Amy, whatever Landers character right. and, and, you know, really fleshed her out and made her something that, that was really kind of a drop ball for me at the end where I'm just like, it was very much one of those, wah, wah, like at the end where you're just like, what, why do I, I don't care if she's dead. Like she was a crappy villain. Yeah, she wasn't she was even really pointless. a villain. <laughs> like, right. I just she realized, was just a politician. That's yeah, literally all she was. Yeah, exactly. With no, uh, I actually thought she was going to take a pill, just last resort, yeah, yeah. but to like kind of salvage the op. So it might have, and it would have made that better. Like mm-hmm. all, all yep. of them, the her and, and the soldiers or whatever you want to call them, all of you guys just pop a mm-hmm. pill, make a mad dash for him before he pops his pill, and and then die. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything to just make it a little bit more exciting. Yeah, the uh, I know, like pretty much everyone got murked in that corporate meeting, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure. What's her name? The cartel leader. Oh yeah, she yeah. got out with the pills before Did all she? of it went down. She's like, well, because before he even started shooting, she's like, we'll, we'll just take the pills and go. Oh, I think you're so right. So if that's the case, that might be the secret. They have there. a slew of pills putting yeah. into circulation. Well, and I mean, right. technically, there's even more because from what we gathered, it was all over the U.S. So. Right, and they said that they were in the movie. They said that they were moving out yeah. of that city anyway. Um, so, so it's a mobile thing. They don't want to yeah. stay in one spot too long. Yep. Um, so a sequel is definitely possible, yeah. and they I think could, it would be. I think it would be good. Yeah, they could totally turn it into a thing of, and like since they've had experience, maybe like JGL and and Robin, like maybe they go to New York or you she know. could be up there recording because yeah, at the end exactly. she's she's already on the radio. Right. Yeah, that might be her new spot. Yeah, it's like what are Which you doing up here? Happy. And and their kind of buddy cop, the, the little deal together was right. great. Like their mm-hmm. their interactions, they just worked great together. Um, supposedly he's given a lot of praise to her too, saying like she's like if if you watch this movie, just watch it for her. Even like right. he just really enjoyed working with her, and she did do great. She so. did phenomenal. And this uh, um, that's like her first main role. Yeah, or I think so. Leading role like that. Um, I've never seen her in anything that I know of. Which, and she's fairly young, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or at least, especially when they filmed this. Mm -hmm. Which I had no idea that this was even in the works. I knew Netflix is great about this. Like, just stealth dropping some stuff out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, One more thing. Like, yeah. This could have been intentional because they want to build this world out, and that's fine. Yeah. All All through the movie, especially the back half, you. There was this sense of, like, okay, there is so much here. Yeah. There's a world to build here. We're only scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Even within the whole plot of, you know, the corporate, the, the government, um, all of that. And you want to see that next little bit, mm-hmm. but you never do. Yeah. I don't know if that was on purpose. Like, do they want to make a sequel and then you're going to get to that next level? If they sure. don't, it's like, oh, look at all this untapped, you know material that you mm-hmm. could dive into you know make it another 20 minutes and restructure some things right. i don't know like sure. that didn't really give me any gripes but no, i was... noticed it during during the viewing of it it was like oh man there's some good things that yeah. you're teasing right now yeah there's a lot of and if, stuff to mine mm-hmm. in, in there yeah so i guess you know we'll have to see they could do it yeah they could definitely do it. i mean it could easily... it's number one 
Last yeah, time I looked, it's, it's number one on yeah. Netflix. It has been, yeah, and it's it's trending. Looking on here too, even on uh, Amazon, or I mean not Amazon, but uh, IMDb, it's their top movie right now as well. So clearly, it's doing well. So mm-hmm. talking about it's a good. This was a good move picking this thing. So actually, speaking of that, why don't we go ahead and get into the Rotten Tomatoes stuff? I'm excited. I want to. I want to yeah. know what these fools thought, and if they totally trash it, I'm not, not going to be happy. So yeah. I think general audience, though, I don't think it's going to be a blower out of the water, ninety some odd percent. If it is. Sweet, yeah. good mm-hmm. for them, but like, I'm really curious. So, so David's got our scores, individual scores pulled up here, and let's see what Rotten Tomatoes gives us. Go ahead, man. We good. All right. So, oh, whoa, wow, we were wrong, guys. Oh, we were wrong all across the board. I was close on one. Yeah, I think wow. you were. Yeah, you were almost. It was a so we've got a sixty by critics wow. and a fifty four by audiences. The audience shocks me. That the really, critics yeah, don't, I don't. I really don't get. Really it. shocks me. All three of us here. None of us have discussed this. None of us knew anything about it. How is it? Like you would think at a minimum, one of us would have really not liked this movie. Right. Like it's not like we all have a hundred percent. Now I will say, Chris probably would not like this movie. Chris Kals. Mm-hmm. Probably would not like this movie. Matt is going to love this yes. movie. Um, so we had a 60 by critics. Kyle gets to 66. He was the closest. Uh, then me at 70 and, and Chris at 74. 61. Oh, 61. Oh, oh, that is. You're hey, right. Let's go. So you, get, you were one away, Kyle. Um, yeah, you were on it. And then a 54. We all thought the audience was going to be higher. Yeah, we all bombed. And they are lower. This thing bombed. Now, granted, I will say this. It's young. Yeah, it is. It hadn't been out too long, and and anybody that's been listening, it's it's that's actually really low though for an audience. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred and twelve. Mm-hmm. Usually, it is in the thousands. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's actually not as high. It's only a hundred and twenty-eight critic, which is fairly low. That's about a right. third or less of but what that normally hangs at. And then fifty-four by seven hundred and twelve people. Now, like I said. Personally, that is a pretty low number. I mean, we can easy, you can easily hit numbers in the 3,000s realm with, with audience mm-hmm. on, in these from what we've seen in the past. And I'm pretty sure that even American Pickle was somewhere in that ballpark. And, I mean, that came out right at the – it's only been out like a week longer than this. So I just feel like it, it would be higher for audience simply for the fact that it's a fresh original – yeah. Idea. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, aside from superheroes, obviously. Well, but, yeah. Like, uh, but see, that's but still a re- relevant genre. Days, um, so, as of recording this, it's four days old. Oh, okay. so, so we, it's young. Very yeah, young. We could come back within a week when everybody's listening to this, when it drops probably next Monday or Tuesday. Um, this very well could be doing better. So, I'm interested to see. Maybe we'll touch back in right. on it next week and look again. Because this yeah. is one of the first ones where I've been like, man. Like, whoa. Now, granted, th- it usually doesn't change that drastically, but I don't think that that critic score is going to change much. Right. And I don't think any of us are surprised that the critic score is lower. Right. But, yeah. which in technically a 60 is a solid tomato mm-hmm. on the stupid tomato scale. But. I just thought that would be different for the content. Like, we, we talked about this a while back about yeah. Code 8 because it was mm-hmm. fresh. Like, oh, you're dealing with people with superpowers dealing under the poverty line. Yep. And they're trying to make ends meet. Like, that's yeah. really cool. I haven't seen that. When I saw the trailer for this, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I got that Limitless vibe. Right. But, yeah. oh, it's timed and you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to live after you take it. Yeah, you what might situations explode, are you going to be put in about. to need to use that? Like, people are going to jump on this. Yeah. 
Well, and some of the undertones that I thought the critics were going to like, you know, taking this poor girl from the projects, mm -hmm. making her the hero, yeah. having this stuck-up idiot teacher <laughs> call her out yeah. in front of her entire classroom, all of those things at the beginning of the movie, and then her coming out being the being the one that kind of saves the world, I guess and you want to call it. And making it at the end in her and personal that, life. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that the movie ended with her song going on the radio. Yeah. Just that. Scratch the rest of the movie. I yeah. thought that the critics would appreciate really that, that more especially with you know the, the world that we're living political in political ideas right. and stuff especially with how we've seen the critics can exactly. be sometimes they can it's yeah this is kind of a surprising one honestly for me so what it says as far as the critics consensus is it says although it wastes some of the potential of its premise project power is a slick fun action thriller and features a star making turn uh sorry this is really hard to read um from Dominique uh, Fishback. Yeah, so, yeah. Man, um, yeah, zoom in on that a little bit, David, if you could. Perfect. And we're going to scroll down a little bit. I want to see what some of these critics said, because I want to know, which, honestly, I think all of us are even more shocked about the general audience um, and, and their opinions on this. So here we've got some of the... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so <laughs> Film Week what? gave it... There's literally a single-sentence opinion on this. If, so apparently she's connected with NPR Los Angeles. It's a Amy Nicholson. She literally just says this film is nonsense. That's all she says. This film is nonsense. Care Splat. to elaborate? It's yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, like, like it's it, yeah, it's a gritty sci-fi. Like what? What? She's a top critic that clearly has a terrible opinion of this film. I mean, and not to say, like whatever you have, whatever opinion you want, but like, geez, that's she'd really not like it. So, um. James Bernelli with Real Views said, uh, The movie is passable popcorn entertainment, a two-hour discretion that won't stand the test of time, but was never intended to. And I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, it's brutal. It's still a positive. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it won't. I mean, honestly, with all the superhero movies and stuff. But I think kind of like how we brought up Push. Like, Push was very much in this realm. Like, And we still remember it. Now, granted, mm -hmm. we are kind of a niche. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're into this stuff, but... You know, still, I think it will be, I don't think it will be totally forgotten. I think that it will be remembered in certain circles. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a chance that this could even go in the realm of, like, cult classic superhero film. Right. I could see it doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so Ty Burr gave it a solid as well. He said, Project Power is the kind of action sci-fi bone cruncher where the cast is better than the material, the characters are more interesting than the premise, and the dialogue chugs along in the middle. See that that makes me think of dread. And I love dread. I love dread. Oh, dude, I love like dread. the characters are better than the premise itself. They are. Yeah. That's kind of true. So let's see one more splat, David. I want to see some... Jeez, this person, another <laughs> Miles Surrey with the ringer. <laughs> Literally a tonally uneven mess. Nothing else. Just splat. No like any See, that's somebody that just didn't like the movie. Yeah. No. Like they don't even like that's the thing is we've seen two splats and they don't even want to go into a description of why they didn't like oh, it. We even addressed the tone. Yeah. Like there is a tonal shift. Yeah, there at, is. Not for the better in our opinion. Like, yeah, at the very end. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's a mess because I mean it still holds. Yeah. There was there no go. elaboration. Yeah, there's James. One. Yeah, J James Crute, so he said, it, it never really makes us truly care for the characters, and perhaps, most importantly, fails to deliver us a proper villain. I There we go. Right. But go. I do disagree, I, because I loved Robin, and yeah, if anything yeah. bad would have happened to Robin, I would have cried. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I, and Same. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now, I will say, honestly, and we didn't talk about it a lot, J Jamie Foxx's character had a very specific position and and a type that they were trying to go for 
but you didn't really care about him that much, or at least me personally. It's right. kind of like you could take him or leave him. Like, and it wasn't like you watch it and you're like, this is the best performance that Jamie Foxx has ever done. Right. But I definitely still did care about the other two characters. Right. I, I cared I about the daughter more than him. Yeah. Because that was the yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, you do. And even though you only see her for like, you know, 10 like, minutes or something. Right. He did great with what he had and what was given. Yeah. But I feel like Robin and um, the detective, JGL's character... They were rich. Like yep. they had, oh, yeah. they had more substance. They did to where you did want to root for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their relationship. And that's everything. why he's probably taking on the stuff at the end. Like yeah. he's out, mission accomplished. But JGL, his character, he has work to do. Yeah. Like he's going to get to the next level. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, I don't totally agree with him. I mean, he he was right in some instances, but and he gave it a two point five out of five. So I agree with the whole lack of a good villain. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and definitely that for sure. So. Anything else you guys want to touch on here before we before we go? Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. I Check your supplements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is this is I think it's a worth watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially for the fact that everyone on the planet has Netflix and this is free to watch. And right? for the fact that new content right now is trickling out at best just yeah. due to everything right mm-hmm. now. This yeah. is a fun grab a snack. Yep. grab some friends because we yeah. aren't getting a lot of these bigger budget popcorn films right and that's what this felt like mm-hmm. right. this this yeah. would be great on if you have a you know home theater system yeah. nice yeah. tv yeah oh, oh you'll yeah, have a lot of sound fun. pumping out yeah mm-hmm. for sure which i do and i did and it was good so yes <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it was it was it was perfect for that i liked it granted there were a couple times that i had to turn it down because it was getting a little loud in the action scenes mm-hmm. and everyone was asleep at 12 o'clock at night so ah. um <laughs> so uh yeah but guys i guess this is the part where we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do our send-off songs so if you're not familiar we do a send-off song every week everybody gives you a song and make sure to go and check out our playlist it's on the it's the critically aroused uh send-off song playlist on spotify if you have not subscribed to that playlist definitely do it check it out on spotify all the songs are there and we they're the link for it's in the show notes so it's super easy to find and track down so we will all give a song it sounds like these two guys already have theirs ready and waiting so i want to know what you guys have got got going on here all right i guess i'll go first so yeah. uh musically i am completely different than the people that are usually on this podcast <laughs> uh so it's not going to be in secret backstreet boys uh, because oh. i can't make myself do that <laughs> no. <laughs> uh no so i'm gonna go it's it's going back a little bit um yeah so I'm going to go to Linkin Park's newest album okay. um, before Chester passed away. Uh, but One More Light from the mm-hmm. One More Light uh, album. Um, okay. That that album kind of got overshadowed from his death, um, yeah. which is really sad. I didn't even realize they had a, they came out with yeah, an album. He was right. get, they were getting ready to uh, – it was getting ready to drop. They were going to tour, um, and that's when um, you know he passed away. Yeah. That album is phenomenal, and okay. uh, it's very deep. So One More Light – is the song uh, in the album title, but uh, it, just listen to it and yeah. the whole album, and listen to the reason I like it. I like deep music, yeah. and Chester's like literally crying out for help really? in almost every song on the album. So it'll, um, I like goosebump music, and and yeah. I'm literally getting goosebumps thinking about the song. Really? So it's a great song. That's awesome. Nice. I'll have to check that out. I already added it to the playlist, so people will have it two episodes in advance since we nice. still haven't even at this point dropped American Pickle, even though I told everybody I did. So sorry about that. Uh, so Kyle, what you got, man? I'm gonna send everyone off this week with a nice tune that you can drive to, <laughs> whether it be just around to clear your head, or if you're traveling, mm-hmm. be safe, enjoy the ride, um, and do some fighters by Conroe. Nice, interesting nice. fighters. 
Um, and who's the who's the artist again? Conroe, C O N R O. Oh, I found it. Have you listened to much of their other stuff? Or? Mm-hmm. I dig it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I've not even heard. Stumbled of it. across them. I was like, "Yep, nice. yeah, this is uh, the driving playlist type of thing." That's perfect. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I added that as well to the playlist. So uh, for me, I was I was struggling to find something, and I uh, <laughs> now I'm I'm struggling once more again to even find it in my playlist. So I might have to give something totally random and uh throw out something really wild so oh i did find it okay so this is a new band i found um it's uh the happy fits is the name of the band yeah and kyle, kyle yeah, and i were jamming yeah, to yeah, this yeah. yeah it's a good little bop we were, we were listening to it the other day uh in the car and the song is called no instructions so it's the happy fits and the song is no instructions so definitely add i'll uh, add that one to the playlist and check it out if you're if you're not on our playlist but it's good stuff. So we got a we got a nice variety here this week, and um, I'm curious to listen to more Linkin Park because um, I, I did not listen to that album at all. I just didn't even somehow I guess it slipped by me because I mean that was the thing like back in middle school mm-hmm. and high school and like I was all about some Linkin Park, especially oh, yeah. that dude that first album Hybrid Theory. We Hybrid we Theory. Yeah. all the we three all, of us listened yeah. to Hybrid Theory literally together. Together, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. see there you go like it's just that is like a classic actually i saw the other day apparently i guess it's some anniversary for that album and they're releasing this huge box set that's nice. going to be awesome for that album and it's coming nice. out it looks very cool so also listen to the mashup for chester if you haven't it's on youtube somewhere it's okay. uh um it's 21 pilots oh yeah yeah, yeah panic at the disco and lincoln park um dope. waiting for the world to Oh man, which one is it? Hmm. This one, you'll find it. It's kind of big. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I think you'd mentioned that one to me before, but they came together for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So at this point, we're gonna go ahead and head out of here. This has been a blast. I've really enjoyed you guys being on. It's Thanks for having fun. us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Great. And you know, we got rid of the other two douchebags, so they're not here. So. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and since David's here, we can't talk about talk shit about him at the end of the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, but guys, thanks so much for listening, and and as always, uh, spread the word, pass pass us along. Tell, tell any other film buffs you know about us and, you know, subscribe, listen, follow, hit us up, all that fun stuff. Let us know you're listening. We really appreciate it. And as far as social media goes, uh, if you're going to, uh, our website is criticallyaroused.fireside.com and our Instagram is at criticallyaroused and otherwise you don't really need to find us anywhere else. And if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm I'm underscore Blaine underscore Andrews. You guys want to give your social media stuff or no? I'm boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wanna- yeah. If you want to follow my career, it's Instagram, K-Y-L-E-G-A-Z-A-K. That's right. Yeah, follow Kyle. He'll keep you up when if if the world ever starts back if, up. If on, the film industry ever Yeah, if, if the film industry ever uh, gets a swift kick in the ass, then yeah. you might, might be seeing him. Two, three stuff. weeks. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully, yeah. So outside of that, uh, special thanks, as always, to Ketza Music, who did our uh, does our intro and exit songs. That's Ketza, K-E-T-S-A, music, M-U-S-I-C, KetzaMusic.com. And if you go over there, he's got a ton of free music that you can listen to, and he does some really quality stuff. And then also another thanks to Aubrey Troutman and David Troutman. Aubrey, Luke. as uh, usual, she did our, uh, our logo, which is fantastic, and you can hit her up. Her info is on our... Our uh, show notes as well. She does some freelance stuff, and then David, you know, he's he's here being David, being awesome. 
making our stuff sound good so yeah so outside of that guys we love you so much thank you thank you thank you for listening as always and until next time keep it saucy yeah baby deuces (laughs) 